Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Fitchburg Cultural Council's um, August meeting. This is August 15th. We're opening the meeting at 4.34 p.m. We have a full house, which is great, and a full agenda. Um, the Massachusetts Cultural Council is our mothership in Boston, and they give us grant funding every year. So we are the local cultural council, or the LCC, and we're a volunteer group, and we're part of City Hall, in effect, put in our seats by City Hall. Um, so we thank everybody for being here. We thank the community for coming to visit us, and uh, we take agenda items at the beginning of the meeting, usually, if they apply to the agenda. Everything here today is being recorded, as you can see on the screens. So it's being recorded for the public, and we're also taking minutes, so just keep that in mind when you're speaking, that everything is being recorded. So today, I think what we'll do, since we have a full agenda, but we have two of you guys here to speak with us, um, what we're gonna do is work with uh, the Sculpture Park. We'll do that one first, so you guys can speak. You don't have to stay the rest of the meeting, so that way you're free to travel, because I know Elisa came from far. And Diego, maybe we can work with you second, and then we can have your items first. Um, so I'd like to introduce Elisa, and maybe you can properly introduce yourself. Um, she's here to speak to us about the Sculpture Park, which is something that the New England, Sculpture, New England Sculptors Association does or has done in other locations. And briefly, um, if everybody can meet Melanie Zibbett. She's also from the community here locally. She's from Shirley, Mass., and um, she's a sculptor, and so is Lisa. And they have done sculpture for the outdoors, which is very interesting when it's in a community. We do have some sculpture in Fitchburg in the community. But I thought it would be exciting. Um, I've talked with these um, folks before about having a park here, and it's something that I wanted to get on the agenda so that the public could hear about it, and we can keep the conversation going with our city leaders to see if it's a possibility for our town. So welcome. Great, thank, thank you. you. I'm Elisa Adams, I'm the past president of New England Sculptors and now I'm the exhibits chair for them and no longer president, which is really a relief. <laughs> um, so we have been, we do a lot of different things and one of the things we do are create these sculpture parks in, in towns. So um, the, do you want me just to jump in and talk about them? Okay, great. So we organize from the beginning right to the very end of installation and then deinstallation in creating a park. And there's lots of different things to think about. So we put out, uh, we meet at first to see location, who wants to put a park where, where in the city is the park gonna go, how long is the, is, is the show gonna be up, do they want permanent pieces, does it wanna be a temporary show? Um, typically what's been happening with the parks that we are creating is that we will have a park for two years and then typically they are also purchasing pieces and moving them throughout the town to create really a sculpture walk through the town and then having another exhibit in the you know th year three basically so they'll be uh, installed for two years they may purchase some of the pieces and then they'll go ahead and we'll create another um, exhibition basically. And so that's been ongoing. So for example, we've done that at Burlington and you can see their website at burlingtonsculpturepark.org and it talks all about the pieces that we've shown already, some of the pieces that they have uh, put in a permanent collection and then the new, uh, this is gonna be our third round actually coming up, um, we're putting out a call in November. 
So that's one way that it can go. We can just also have a shorter period of time. It could be a six-month exhibition, a year exhibition that's always rotating, um, and it can be something, like I said, a permanent thing. You can just start purchasing pieces to put throughout town. It can be a permanent thing. So that's a lot of different things. We also have done other shows at the Eustace House with Historic New England. We have been at um, uh, Trustees of the Reservation at Queens, Queens Beach. Um, we have been at the, this was a really lovely show that they did with the National Park Service. Um, we've been at other places with uh, Historic New England. And those are more, usually the outdoor part of an uh, exhibition like that is for four months. They're just doing a one-time, or they have us back every several years. Um, and then we have an indoor-outdoor piece typically with them. So questions, questions. whatever you guys want to know, I'm happy to tell you. I knew Liz. So if... Um say it's a two-year uh, exhibition, uh, exhibit, and then um, it gets swapped out. During that two years, is there any kind of stipend that goes to the artist for yes. the work there? Yes, and that we kind of figure out on your budget. Mm -hmm. um, Burlington's between be, has been between 2500 and $3,000 because it does cost, it's an expense to outdoor artists. They have to bring the pieces there. Mm -hmm. I remember speaking to one of my uh, colleagues, and he said it cost him $4,000 to bring, he had these big granite, like huge um, owls, and he had to get a crane, and he actually is from Maine, so it, and it was going to the Crane Estate crane. exhibit, and he said it cost him $4,000 just to bring the piece there. So it's expensive. We typically ask the town, we try to make it a, a whole town endeavor also, so it's nice to have like DPW helping on the other end to install, making you know cement pads if we need them. Um, and then we also have a piece where when it's being juried, we ask um, the committee, whoever's gonna be on the jurying committee to invite the school kids. You know, we've shown uh, photographs, we put it up on a slideshow for them, and even the little kids just got it on a piece of paper and they got to put stickers on the back of the paper for their vote, which was really sweet. So they really felt a part of the process, which was something we're trying to do is also build community with this. It's not just about putting up a sculpture park. Um, Pre-COVID, we were doing um, workshops with uh, different groups and things like that, but then COVID happened, so that came to a screeching halt. Looks like you have a lot of questions over there. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for being here today. Sure. So um, is Burlington still up? As, as yes, Burlington. So down there. And you can definitely go down. Um, so how many, how many pieces are, are They have down? purchased four pieces. Well, let's see. They have purchased four pieces, and then somebody commissioned one of our artists for another piece. So they have five permanent pieces right now. So we are in our third two-year round, so that's from the first two rounds, so basically the first four years. Yep. And then they have a small space, which right now is a little bit crowded, but we're gonna talk to them about that. Got it. Um, supposed to, it sort of was like that little parcel of land was gonna be like the museum, the outdoor museum, right? And when they were purchasing, we were gonna have them relocate these pieces in front of the post office, in front of the library, you know, in front of a shopping mall or a business, a place of business or whatever. Um, it's gotten a little murky, but we're working on that. So this, uh, so that's kind of something that we do. So it's. So so, what do you, do you, is it is it Nessa? Do you guys? Nisa. Have, Nisa. Nisa. Yeah. So does Nisa? You have a 
a base of artists, if you will. Correct. We have 180 members in our, in the organization. And yes. Then, and then you put a call out to, to them. To say we put a call out to our membership, and when it's something like this, we do an open call because it's really nice to invite any artists in the community as well that may not be part of NISA. So we do an open call through a website um, that will then. And it averages anywhere between two twenty-five to four thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, Got for it. the loan period, and then if so you it's want for it, a loan period, right? That's for the yes. Got so it. they're and then getting that piece stipends goes back to the artist. Correct, or it gets sold. They to choose to purchase it, and then Nisa gets a percentage of that. Nisa gets twenty-five percent of that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I mean, that's, that's how we've set helpful. it up in the past. No, you know, all helpful. of that is we can discuss details. You know, depending on. And, and of the 108, are they actually all New England or are they throughout the country? Uh, we have other people that actually, um, yeah, we have some people from California, Florida, Arizona. Uh, we actually are working with Nordbloom, which is a big developing group. They own Third Ave in Burlington, which is where Wegmans is, and it's like a whole shopping, outdoor, indoor kind of shopping area restaurants and whatever, and they're multi-use. They also have um, lab facilities and they rent office space, et cetera. So they actually have tapped us and we just did two permanent pieces for them they've just purchased, which will one will get installed in September and one's gonna get installed next year, next June. How big are most of these? They vary. They vary shape size. They though. vary from materials, they can be metal, they can be ceramic, they can be wood, they can be stone. Um, metal pieces. I mean, we have a, one in Burlington right now that is a dancer, and he's a wire piece that's incredible, or a metal piece that's incredible. It's 25 feet high. Wow. So, um, yeah, so they, they're all sizes, and that's something to think about when the jury gets together. How big a space do we have? We can also limit that. You know, like, okay, we don't want any pieces that are taller than this or wider than that, so we can talk about the size as well. Is Burlington lit up at night for people to go through? They are getting some lighting there, which is yeah. really nice. The community loved it, especially during COVID. It was just like, my God, they were like writing to us saying, we have a place to take our kids. We can go outside, you know. So it was, that went over huge in Burlington. It's been wonderful. What was Burlington? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. No, 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 go. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. So, so what was um, uh, their main funding source to pull that off in Burlington? Uh, I think they did a lot of fundraising for it. The yep. town the second year gave them some grant money for it. Uh -huh. They got it from the town itself. They, I believe they're not a cultural council. Okay. I mean, I don't think that they have that. But they were, they were looking to local businesses. And right, and then them. now they're asking sort of local businesses if they want to purchase a piece and have a plaque in their name thanking them, you know, got for it. their donation. They've done a really good job fundraising. Yeah. And there you said there's four down there? Burlington, they have four pieces down there? Uh, right now they have this round. Every round I think we've picked six. Um, and then we have some other ones that they've purchased that are still sort of there. So yep. there's probably, I think, eight pieces there at this point. Got it. All right. Yeah, you can definitely go and see it. It's, it's um, well, you can look it up on the website. And what, what, was the, what, was the or, what was the main organization in Burlington that was kind of the, the front leader of the cause? Uh, it's called, they created a, it's called the Burlington Sculpture Park. It is, okay. Yeah. Yep. And Elisa gave me a tour, so it's really a nice place yeah. to be. It's unfortunate this is our last two years we're going to use it because they're expanding the police station. Oh, uh, so they were going to have to find another place. But they're gun ho They have loved this, so they are just 
Winchester also just started with us, and uh, we've gone through the jurying process with them, and they've selected four pieces this round in a beautiful space by a pond that they have in the center of town. And so they want to, I think, do the same thing, like think about purchasing and then moving them to different parts of the town and having an ongoing rotation of art. What's the traditional, I don't know if there is, but if, what's the traditional uh, amount of time, if you will, from inception of what the plan is to actually a sculpture? That's a good question. Uh, in Burlington, the initial process was about two and a half years. Yep, yep, in organizing it, but now every other round is just it just goes. Like we have our contracts with them, we have our MOAs with them, they know us, we know them, and it's just a process of the longest piece is the call that's out. Usually it's out from November to January, and then then it's the jurying process. We usually give everybody a month, well in this situation a little longer because we do try to tap the kids, and one of the members of the council was um, the head of the art department, and so he went and had all the art teachers organized and you know, for the high school kids they had it on the screen, for the elementary school kids they had it in paper. And they said it was really interesting, even in, you know, they showed it to them first and then they actually read the artist statements about the pieces and kids changed their mind based on that too. So that was really interesting. Um, Liz, did you have anything else? Um, I did. I, uh, do you have a recommended size for a park or, or any any constraints I guess I don't on think so what you'd recommend for I think a park what space. would if the space is smaller we don't want to overload it right so if you have a smaller space maybe you're only putting two or three pieces right and of course it's budgetary you know sure. that's going to definitely right. uh, play into this as well so I, I think it doesn't really matter like when you're driving up I think you said something about the space by the parking lot with the mural there like mm -hmm. That would be, a, it's wide open, it's just yeah. there. That would be great for four pieces to be in there. I think it would and be lovely. It sounds like if that space might have a future other use, but that use is five years down the road, that that would work with this kind right. of Right, so it depends on what we want to set for your time frame of changing over pieces. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, then you would move it to somewhere else the next time. Have you ever had a community who's, who said, we want to use the Main Street sidewalks as our park? Like, well, they're going to probably do that with um, Nordblum. They're going to put things on the sidewalk. They're going to put things in alleyways. Okay. You know, they have a little park area there that they've chosen a piece for, for the mm -hmm. kids to play on. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Anybody else? I'm questioned out. That was yeah. good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Very no more thank questions you. from you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have one from Joe. Yeah, um, I probably have uh, just a few questions. First, I want to thank you for coming today. You're I know welcome. Melanie and I have been talking about a potential sculpture park for years now, and uh, here we are at the table finally getting to talk about it and knowing knowing now the realities, which it isn't surprising to me that it could take a couple of years or more to actually come to fruition. But I think the biggest reason for that is the town. You know, we know how quickly things move in the town. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so specific to your experience in Burlington, I'm not equating that it'll be the same here, but I just need a point of reference. What was the driving organization that sort of brought it from start to finish? I think it was a vision of these two guys in town. One was a, uh, a just a townsperson. He was always at town meeting, and he was like, you know, we just should have sculpture. We, we're, Burlington is such a mall town. 
nobody knows that we have no arts in the town. It would be so nice to bring that to the town. So this was sort of his brainchild. Um, and there was another local, uh, he was an attorney actually, did a lot of work for bringing corporations in and setting them up in places. And he just started saying, hey, look, 10% of whatever's costing you, you got to put into the arts. So he started to get money that way in, in advance of all of this. You know, and then it was bringing it to the town council and bringing it to all the different committees and all the different boards and the select people and so on and so forth. And that was the process. That's what took initially the longest thing. And of course, there were a ton of no-sayers because nobody wants to see change. You know, and so, but as soon as the first ones were installed, the main guy that said no on the uh, select board is now a member of the committee. He loves it. So it is just really fun to see the turnaround because really there's a website, there's now an Instagram account on it, people are always writing in, they're taking pictures with their kids, they're, you know, it's just a, a gathering place. It's nice and they have done tons of things with Ukraine, they did a whole, I think I brought one of these, they had a little, you know, service and they had some people in the community that were from Ukraine that sang the national anthem, they've done cookie, you know, ice cream socials there. They've, you know, the town has really embraced the park and they have done a lot of activities in the park. But again, once all that process got started, so I think they went to the select board first. Mm -hmm. One of the members of the select board actually was excited about it and she got on the committee. She's now off the select board and she's now the chair of uh, the sculpture park committee. And um, like I said, once, you get over that hump, right? You know, then it just—it's really smooth sailing after that okay. to have it ongoing. Yeah, thank you. You answered my question. So, um, the fact that we're here talking about it is that we're actually making it public. That hey, this is something we're thinking about, and maybe there are people out there in the city of Fitchburg that want to be a part of it and they mm -hmm. want to help drive this change from start to finish. Uh, this isn't going to be all cultural council's responsibility, so to speak. Right. Um, and I don't believe we're voting on actually going forward with anything tonight. We're just entertaining the thought, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I, I'm excited exactly. that we're, we're doing it, we're getting it out there, let me get the word out and hoping to drive some interest. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we'll see what the next steps are. Um, I did have one other question, which um, actually this isn't re not really a question. I was gonna ask if the Burlington Cultural Council was involved. We do have one, but you had mentioned that. I don't think don't they think have think a cultural council. I don't think they even have that status. Yeah. Do you know that? They must. I, as, far as, I, as far as I know, every city and town of Mass has a council. Oh, they do? Council. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm unaware of that then. I'm, I'm wrong. I well, that would be a great source for grant funding for the next sculpture park mm -hmm. update, right? right. Yeah. Sure. We can exactly. probably reach out and ask. Yeah, and they, maybe they were involved. They funded one of the artist sculpture, sculptures or something. But we have ways to find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good. Yep. That's all I have. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you guys. Any other questions? Are we good? Thank oh. you very much Oh, you for do? Coming. Catherine has one down okay. the end there. Oh, I just saw Burlington Cultural Council. Oh, you saw the Burlington. You found it. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, well, I sort of sat on the committee with them to hold their hand through a lot of this. Um, so I was meeting with them every month on top of my other job. <laughs> uh, I didn't have many sleepless, you know, I had a lot of sleepless nights, but. <laughs> um, so we're, we help also with the jurying process. We can just be an ear. We're not necessarily a vote, but just to sort of guide them and like, okay, these things would look good together. So also an install, it's important that, 
you know, we're there to help out with that too and signage and stuff, but that's way down the line. Mm -hmm. So let us know what your interests are. Keep us posted. Thank you. I gave all of you my card, and uh, I'm at exhibits at anysculptors.org. If you want to write to me and you have any questions, please feel free. I'm happy to help out. Great. Thank you Thank so you. much. Great. Thank you. Thanks for coming so far. Thanks, yeah, Melanie, you for coming. Where are you guys coming from? I'm from Concord. Concord? Yeah. Um, you did have a job. The, the rotary is the killer. Nisa, do you have an extra pair of cards just to make sure we got right. everybody some? Yeah. I gave mine to Joe, so I'll take another step. No, I just have a generic. I just make. Liz has one more comment. Yeah, it, yeah, not a question, just a comment for the for the group. Um, uh, I had mentioned to the art museum director Nick Capasso um, that this idea, and he asked that if he could be a part of the process. He was the um, director of the Tacordova sculpture right. park, and uh, wherever that is. Great to have okay. them. Yeah, yeah. This is like, I think it would like be inviting more people in the community to do it like that. You know, yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. And Winchester, they did the, um, they have a museum of photography museum there. Right. They're, they're partnering with them as well. They're getting support from them as well. I think we'd get a lot of support in Winchester. Is there what we said? No, she's not in Winchester anymore. She's mm -hmm. in We've been uh, prepping people with public art for a while. Yeah. We're working on it. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Um, so that's exciting. Yes. Um, we want to welcome our new members, Catherine and Ellen. We're so happy to have you on board. And certainly we want to say to the community, if anybody else would like to join us, to reach out to us. We're always looking for new members. So that's our Thank you very much, Elisa. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you, Thank you guys. Have a good evening. Take care. Um, our next thing, I think we'll move to events briefly so we can have Diego speak. And I wanted to tell the community, Diego, if you're welcome to step up to the podium if you want. And before we get to Diego, there's a couple things that uh, are coming from the Massachusetts Cultural Council, just uh, dates that we should know for the fall. So uh, some of these are internal. They're things that our LCC has to do. But the public dates that everybody needs to know about is September 1st is when the LCC application opens for grants for this cycle. And the deadline will be October 17th. So those are two uh, dates that we need the public to know about. And then internally, we've got to complete our annual report by the 17th of January, um, our guidelines by the end of this month, the 31st. And then um, our financial report is also the night that the deadline closes, the 17th of October. So those are just some dates for the public. And while we're on the events, before we get to Diego, um, I know that the, one of the events that the LC, our local cultural council did in the past was our Winter Bazaar. And I know that uh, Liz has mentioned to me she would be happy to be involved but would like to pass the torch. So I wanted to just mention this briefly and uh, put this in our heads for the next meeting, which would be our September meeting, that maybe if we could have anybody else here who's able, maybe one of our new members, to take on the organization of the Winter Festival, Winter Bazaar, that then we could do it again this year. Um, but Liz isn't able so to manage we, it. So we do have a vendor list. We have um, sort of past documents. So most of the work is... Um, doing the uh, outreach to the vendors to see if they're interested and then having them sign up, like updating our Google form, they sign up on the Google form um, and that dumps them into a spreadsheet and then it's sort of like placing them on the map. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, so it's a lot of responding to emails. Mm -hmm. So we'll put that on the September agenda is um, a serious topic. 
So Diego, thank you for coming. Um, if you could take a few minutes, maybe talk to the group about what you're interested in doing. Um, hello, my name is Diego Barona, and um, currently what we are, um, I'm currently presenting the Guaribono Nakan, which is a newly founded youth group that is built to help advocate for Taino indigenous rights. Um, the Taino indigenous people were the ones of, were the indigenous people of the Caribbean and still are to this day. Um, we were the first ones that were um, that made contact with Christopher Columbus 500 years ago. That's an estimation. Um, and after that, um, currently our people are now fighting for our rights as we learn about our heritage and as we continue on help, um, with tribes, um, with our tribal groups. Um, currently, the Guaribo Nonacan is working with UCTP, also known as the United Confederation of Taino People. And basically, we're here currently, um, I'm here presenting what we're planning to do, which is bring an areto to Fitchburg. An areto is a traditional ceremony to the Taino people. Um, it's sort of like a powwow, but it's mainly just a ceremonial event where there will be dancing, music, and we're basically giving thanks to everything that we have and celebrating all the gifts that we have been given by Mother Earth and and by what, what we call um, Yokahu and Atabe, which is our cosmic matriarch and our cosmic patriarch. Yokahu is the bringer of life and the spirit of cassava, which is a, which is our main source of food. And Atabe is our our um, mother. She is the mother of Yokahu. And she represents the waters, and and that's who she, how, who those both are. And basically, we plan to fund um, help fund that not help fund an areto for Fitchburg, because we've noticed that Fitchburg holds a lot of Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican um, and Caribbean heritage, and we and we've learned that um, that most Caribbean people hold Taino DNA, and that we're not extinct. So we would like to fund it, um, fund an areto and host one for Fitchburg, so that we, people can realize that that we're still here, and we and we help people realize that they have their indigenous blood line. And do you know when you'd like to have this festival? Um, so far, we're still raising money to um, have fund it, so we can't really um, say what date. Okay. Well, that fits right into our um, priorities that we were discussing tonight, and the grant application cycle will open soon, so it will be a good thing to apply for, to set a date and apply for it. Um, does anybody here on the council have any questions for Diego about this festival? Liz? Um, have you reached out to any other cultural organizations for uh, potential fundraising? Um, no, so far um, the Fitchburg Cultural Council is the first okay. cultural organization we're reaching out to for funds. I think it would be great to connect you with Creative Cities. There might be an opportunity for you to get some funding through potentially a grant cycle that they have. Um, these are the kind of activities. They're looking for cultural events to fund um, and events that bring communities together and events that um, are inclusive and diverse. Um, so this could be a potential project, so um, maybe after this we can exchange contact information. I can loop you into um, the Creative Cities group and see if there's an opportunity there. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Anybody else? I think Joe. 
Yeah, um, thank you for your presentation on your event, and um, I encourage you to attend one of our trainings for grant applications so that you're um, fully ed educated on, on how to complete the application to, to, to deliver the, the impact that you're looking to make on the community here. And uh, so good luck with that. Um, I also think that um, one of the things that Mass Cultural Council has is what's called a festivals grant. And this would qualify for that in year two. So um, keep that in mind after you get through your first event that um, the Mass Cultural Council would be a, a, another place to apply for additional funding for what you want to do. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Anybody else have a question for Diego? Diego, could you spell your last name for me? B-A-R-A-H-O-N-A. -A -A. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So I just want to say, Diego, that um, it's really, really nice to see a young person who's invested in culture and in their own community. And um, I think it's impressive what you're doing. So we welcome you to come back. And I, I think Audrey may have spoken to you possibly about joining us as well as a council member. Is that true? Yes, that okay. is correct. Okay. So that would be interesting also to have you here with us. It would be, I think, good for you in terms of training also for the future, for your future. So we really appreciate you coming today, um, and we look forward to seeing you again. You're welcome to stay the rest of the meeting. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Okay, so the next thing we'll do is uh, the treasurer's report. Liz presented this for us, and maybe we can take a vote on this after Liz if there's any comments. All right, so you have the July treasurer report, and... Um, what I like to do with the treasury reports for folks that um, maybe are seeing this for the first time is I usually give a little bit of history, and but I like to keep it to not too many pages, so I'll cut off the old stuff as more new um, transactions happen. But so the bolded transactions are the new things since the last time we met. So we haven't had a lot of activity. Um, we did uh, every June 30th, they roll over the investment income um, and we receive, we see that on the book. So we, we earned $38 um, in investment income, which I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I guess that's one of the upsides of interest rates going up, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, we did have, um, let's see. So we had no new uh, transactions on our previous year FY22 grant. Um, and presuming that we don't have any new payouts, I think this is going to be what we can reprogram, but I, I don't, I want to be cautious about that just in case there's still something that got extended that I'm not aware of that is going to trickle in. Um, the, on the second page, um, we had a few transactions in May and uh, June and July um, for grants that were the FY23 grants. We have $26,078 um, in, in funding. Um, this is all funds that have been committed, so I do expect that balance to continue to go down. Um, so then the summary, you see we have a total of $34,116.32. Um, like I noted in um, uh, Earlier, the, we have an, avail, an amount that's available to reprogram. Actually, I think what I said to you was that we had 5,000. That could be reprogrammed, 5,000 and change, but it's actually 8,000 because we had admin from the prior year 
um, that hasn't been fully spent out, so I would presume we should reprogram that as well. And that's where we stand. Thank you very much. Does anybody have a question for Liz? Five minutes. So sure. that, that $8,000 that you just mentioned to be reprogrammed, that's money that will go back into grants, or is that for operational? That has to go back into grants. So that is... So in the 2024 people, cycle? In the tw it would go into the 2024. We, we always need to be kind of two years behind, so we won't, we won't reprogram FY23, the grant cycle that we're in, for another year. Right? So that way we always can be sure that we're not reprogramming money that might still be committed and, and get expended. So we should never have more than two years of grant funds in play. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Motion to accept the treasurer's report. We have a motion from AJ to accept the treasurer's report as presented. I second it. A second from Shara. Anybody speaking to the motion? All in favor? Aye. It's filed. Thank you very much. Motion carries. All right, so that's the Treasury's report. We're moving on to the priorities now. So there is a document. There's two documents that I printed out. I hope everybody has a copy. So there's a draft here, FY 2024 Cultural Council Priorities, that Audrey put together for us. She compiled the results. Um, and basically, the results are seen in terms of the top three, roughly, on our council priorities document. Um, she also gave me this file to share with you all, which has um, some bullet points about the guidelines from the um, Mass Cultural Council, and then what we have to figure out tonight is our local guidelines or priorities. So for um, Ellen and Catherine, who are new this year, I think that's the only new people. AJ, you've been through, yeah, you were here last year. Um, this is something we do every year, and for the community, for Diego, who might join us someday. We have to decide locally our priorities for the grant cycle that's about to open. And then whoever's applying for the grants would read the priorities to make sure that their project or their um, event fits in to what the community wants. And the priorities were pulled from reports up to August. Um, there was a digital file that people could fill out if they wanted, and then we had um, the, what we're required by the state to do is to hold a grant session where the community can come and speak to us, which we did um, in uh, June, I think it was. And I think what I pulled away from that was that we need more events. That was sort of what I, the overriding thing that I felt from the people that came to speak to us. So what we could do is uh, there was also a long document that showed the results, if any, which I believe I sent out to you guys in email. You did. Um, thank you. Thank goodness. Um, so I hoped I did. Uh, so what I think we could do is we will do this similar to the way we did the bylaws. We could read one by one and vote on them. That way the community hears what we're voting on. Um, and yeah, let's say, yes, of course. You do that? Yeah, sure, oh. sure, sure. What is the vote on tonight? Is the vote on this two-page draft? Yes. Or the two-page draft. Other, is the other document just supplemental that it's was supplemental. used to build this draft? Yes. Okay, just wanted to be clear on that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And if anybody sees anything that's lacking or missing, this is where we need to stop and, and discuss it. So it's the FCC FY 2024 grant season priorities. The first paragraph reads, all applications and supplemental materials must be submitted online. 
For special assistance, contact the Fitchburg Cultural Council via email. That's fitchburg.mcc at gmail.com. For additional questions, call the mayor's office at 978-829-1800. Based on feedback collected January through August 2023, the Fitchburg Cultural Council will prioritize the following. So the first one is priority. Priority will be given to applicants who live or work in Fitchburg and who offer programs and presentations that specifically benefit the Fitchburg community. Priority will be given to programs that specifically benefit families, people of color, and those in lower income brackets. So maybe we could take a motion on number one and then we can talk about it if we need to make changes. I make a motion that we accept priority number one as, as is. I'll second that. So we have a motion from Shara and a second from Liz. Anyone speaking to the motion? I just want to um, clarify the priority that seems to match this in um, the non-color document. It looks reads a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I'm trying to understand wh why they're different. So this is a worksheet that Audrey put together for me. This one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is based on the old one without too many changes, except a few. Okay. So, and I'm happy to make any adjustments and edits. That's why this is a group discussion. Any other comments? Um, I, looking at this other, this other, formula I like the um, types of programs it says priority will be given to programs that are community-wide programs example festivals concerts music programs theater activities etc downtown revitalization efforts well, that's number two. appeal to all oh okay yeah that would be types of programs types of which programs is number two, number two. okay yeah. never mind I, I no it's all good nothing to say because that's coming you can well anybody else speaking to the motion no Okay, so we have a motion from Shara to accept number one as written, which is a priority, and a second from Liz. All in favor? Okay, so we'll keep number one. Thank you, motion carries. So number two, this is uh, uh, Shara, what you were reading. Mm -hmm. Priority will be given to the community-wide gatherings, to community-wide gatherings and events, festivals, concerts, theaters, plays, etc., public art and beautification programs, for example, murals, and programs that assist or address. This was the deleted por portion, which was affordable artist housing, workspaces, and performance venues. So, because we can't actually really help with housing, that's not part of our mission. Um, that's why that was removed. So we can take a motion on this one. I'll make a motion to approve. So we have a motion from Liz to approve number two. Second. And a second from AJ. So anybody speaking to the motion? I would. Yeah, sure. I would just like, can it say affordable workspaces? Because I think mm -hmm. that that's, yeah. Yeah. I like that too. I'd actually like to um, consider incorporating a little more of the language from mm -hmm. the other worksheet. Sure. Um, and what that 
does is it goes on to say, um, I guess after the, um, let's see, um, after the parentheses where it says festivals, concerts, theaters, plays, et cetera, um, then it would say downtown revitalization efforts, appeal to all ages and people, art education and workshops, and or celebrate local history, culture, and diversity. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, so. I, I, I did not catch that. Where, where on this? Where it says types of programs? Middle of the page. So could we suggest maybe then that um, we take this text instead of the existing text? Does that feel better? Yes, I would, I would amend my motion to uh, state the paragraph that says types of programs on the white worksheet. Okay. Great. So we have an amendment to the motion by Liz to accept the, the text on the worksheet. I have, oh, the, the, the one on the worksheet does not have anything about workspaces. And I think that should be included. Okay. So I am willing to further amend my motion to include workspaces and performance venues. Why not put it all together? Affordable workspaces and performance mm -hmm. venues. One moment. Okay, so we have a motion on the table from Liz to um, accept the text on the worksheet with the addition from Shara of affordable workspaces and, excuse me, performance venues. Do we have a second? Second. We have a, just a moment. From Ellen, yep. is that Ellen? Okay, anyone speaking to the motion? Joe? I just wanted to ask the chair that um, if we're, when we're done speaking to this motion, if you could read the full language that we're going mm -hmm. to vote on um, in its entirety so that we're all clear on it, that would be great, which we may already be at that point, but. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. So it reads, types of programs. Priority will be given to programs that are community-wide programs, festivals, concerts, music programs, theater and activities, et cetera, downtown revitalization efforts, appeal to all ages and people, art, education, and workshops, or celebrate local history, culture, and diversity, as well as affordable workspaces and performance venues. Anyone else speaking to the motion? Does that work? That was it? <laughs> I just wanted it read in its entirety. That's all. Oh, that's perfect. No, it's perfect. Workspaces. Yeah, sorry, AJ. Affordable workspaces and venues. Motion to, to amend. By Liz. Seconded by Ellen. Thank you. All right, all in favor? Aye. Okay, motion carries. That's number two. All right, uh, the next one is publicity. This is something that we've had for a while. This is not a big adjustment. It says priority will be given to applicants that describe a marketing plan detailing action steps to promote their program in to Fitchburg residents. For example, local newspapers, 
newsletters, mass mailing, banners, and flyers all around Fitchburg, Main Street, Mill Street, Library, City Hall, community centers, etc., and online social media, Evite, YouTube, community calendars, official website, etc., programs or projects that spread awareness of Fitchburg programs locally and beyond are also encouraged. So maybe we could take a motion on this one. I make a motion that we pass, we accept this one as is. Okay, sure. I made the first motion to accept number three as written. Anybody else? Second, AJ. Thank you. Anyone speaking to the motion? All in favor? Okay, number three carries. Motion carries. Number four, program local location. In-person programs that offer effective virtual options, i.e. hybrid, will be prioritized. Virtual programs that collaborate with Fitchburg Access Television and invest in bilingual, especially Spanish, and ASL translators will be prioritized over virtual programs that do not. And this is also similar from what we had in the past. So maybe we could take a motion on number seven. Uh, number four, I'm sorry. Motion to accept. We have a motion from Second. AJ. Second from Liz. Anyone speaking to the motion? I would like to. Okay. Um, I, I, I would like to see this in a way that it isn't just about virtual, but that it also includes accessibility for like handicapped. Like a lot of, since the pandemic, a lot of people are feeling isolated and really needing to be in person with other people. So I think a priority should not just be hybrid, but also things that, that are happening in person that are accessible to all abilities. I love that, I think that's fair. Joe? Um, Shara makes a good point, and it is, it is part of the Mass Cultural Council's requirements already. So there are, we're, are the document we're working on is supplemental to that. So that's covered. That might be something we could put on our website just to show that we're focusing on that as well. Anyone else speaking to the motion? Shara, do you feel strongly that I need to add something? Um, I don't know. I, I, my personal feeling is that hybrid can be really challenging. And, and so, although I think it's good to offer hybrid in some cases, I don't think that, that everything should be prioritized because I feel like um, that would possibly negate some in-person programs that need to be in-person. You know, like a music concert could be hybrid and everybody gets the benefit from it, but an interactive kind of activity is much harder to, to do as hybrid and isn't less valid. So, yeah, I don't know how to how to. Um, I could sense what you were. I could sense this. Would you feel more comfortable if we added the word accessible after hybrid, or if we said virtual and accessible options? Virtual and accessible options. That would yeah, that would work. Um, AJ, would you be, what would you like to do with your motion? Uh, yeah, yes, amend. Um, it's just changing that one word. Right here. On number four. 
on the first line. So Probably just say accessible in-person programs. And accessible. In-person programs that offer effective, uh, it, it would go effective, virtual, and accessible options. Um, so uh, AJ is willing to amend. Do we have a second? Oh, did I second that? Yeah. Uh, yes, I will second that. Thank you. So that was an amendment to add effective virtual and accessible options. Joe, should I read the whole thing yes, again? Please. Thank you. Uh, so number four, program location, in-person programs that offer effective virtual and accessible options, i.e. hybrid, will be prioritized. Virtual programs that collaborate with Fitchburg Access Television and invest in bilingual, especially Spanish, and ASL translators will be prioritized over virtual programs that do not. So we have an amendment from AJ to accept that with the new text. And I think we had a second from Liz. From Liz. Anyone else want to speak to the motion? All in favor? Thank you. Motion carries. Um, number one on the back side of the sheet. This is under requirements. I'm sorry that wasn't clear. I should have pushed requirements to the next page. Um, Out-of-town out applicants, if you do not live or work in the city of Fitchburg, you are required to provide a letter of support from a local partner. A commitment letter from the venue is sufficient. I make a motion. We accept this number one under requirements as is, as is written. Okay, we have a motion from Sharon to accept requirements number one as written. Anybody else want to second the motion? I have a second from Ellen. Thank you very much. Anyone speaking to the motion? Joe? Um, I just wanted to bring up that we're using the word local, um, referring to a partner. I don't know if the council would prefer to be more specific on what local means. Does that mean the general geographic area of Fitchburg or surrounding communities, et cetera? It might be worth reconsidering the motion. Um, but I'm okay leaving it either way. It just uh, the word local just leaves it open to interpretation. I agree. Anybody else? Uh, I was wondering if we would consider um, taking a vote on all four of, or making a motion to capture all four of these together mm. instead of doing them one by one. <laughs> just a suggestion. Yeah, secretary. <laughs> I would love to change that as well, like Joe, to Fitchburg from a local, instead of saying local partner, from a Fitchburg partner. Um, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I Great would job. like to see that amended, if possible. That would be you, Shara. Um, I make a motion that we alter, change local to Fitchburg partner, and all the rest remains the same. So it's a lot of support from a Fitchburg partner. Thank you, Shara. So Shara made a motion to amend it. Um, as stated, out-of-town applicants, if you do not live or work in the city of Fitchburg, you're required to provide a letter of support from a Fitchburg partner. A commitment letter from the venue is sufficient. Would anyone like to second the motion? Second. A second from AJ. Anyone speaking to the motion? All in favor? Motion carries. 
Thank you very much. Um, yes, we're running out of time. It's 525. So we'll do two, three, and four. I'll read them and we can see what we think. Thanks, Liz. Dates and venue commitment letter required. All applicants must provide a commitment letter from their venue detailing the dates and location. Applicants must specify at least one arranged venue for their activity and a specific date or range of dates. Number three, partners and advisors, when you are listing local contributors, partners, please provide names and list their qualifications and in what way they will be assisting you. And number four, virtual programming guidelines, applicants for virtual programming Application must reside in North Central Mass or the program must have campaigns promoting specifically to the Fitchburg community. So let's take a motion on two through four. I'll make that motion. Liz makes a motion. I'll second it. And we have a second. Anyone speaking to the motion? Joe? I would like to recommend the council to reconsider item number two in removing the requirement for all applicants to provide a commitment letter from their venue. I believe we have several applicants that consistently have their events here and the um, organizations or the, the venues are, are always pre-booked or they're, they're, they're known entities, so to speak, and uh, requiring a letter is just putting burden on the venue um, more than anything else and complicating matters for the applicant. Uh, secondly, I would like to recommend a change for the commitment letter itself that it simply provides a commitment from the venue detailing their willingness to host the event. The dates and, well, obviously the location would be the venue, uh, but the dates themselves may not be set in stone at the time of application because of timing and uh, other logistical factors where things just, you, we wouldn't know in September when in the spring we're going to do our event. So uh, I would recommend just uh, striking the dates and location component of that sentence. So you're gonna strike the entire? Sentence one. Just get rid of two, the requirement in itself? Well, I do believe we need a commitment letter from venues for applicants outside of Fitchburg. Which is in covered. My recommendation it has been a standard uh, for the council in the past. That's covered. That's in covered one. in number number one. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Oh yeah, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we could strike number two. Or we could strike the first sentence in number two. Less is more. Strike it completely. Yeah. Yes. I think I think from the from yeah. our experience from the last round, I mean we were holding up. Applications. Well, we have so many applications for the sake of a commitment, commitment that we already knew that they would that they were already going to mm -hmm. be successful with, and I don't think that we've had any problems with venue issues this round so far. No. Okay. Okay. Any other? Um, anyone else speaking to this motion before we look for an amendment? I I do. Maybe sure. we could have um, applicants are in, oh, it's requirements, but could it say applicants are encouraged to provide um, dates, you know, dates and location, like time frame? Well, if we keep the time, fra time frame of their event, like. Yeah, if we keep the second sentence, applicants, uh, that's what I was, I was thinking. Applicants must specify at least one arranged venue for their activity and a specific date or range of dates. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. technically. It's yeah. a field that must be filled in on the application. Right. All right. So should we just cross it out? Yeah, that's what everyone's suggesting. Okay. Anybody else? So then that would 
drop us down to just having three and four, and three would become two, and four would become three. So would uh, we had we had a motion on the table, uh, Liz? Would you like to adjust your motion? So I just want to be clear before yep. I do that. So we're saying that we're no longer going to need any kind of commitment at all for a venue, unless they're out of town. Unless they're out of town. Which that's covered in item number one. And it's already covered. Right. Uh, Catherine? Um, yes, I'm, I'm considering possibly if they've been approved at that point, they would provide something in good faith. They make the application, but then upon approval of their event, then they do provide something. Anybody else? I'm not sure if I understand what you're saying. Are you saying that once they, they are approved for a grant, then they have to... Um, show proof of venue before they get their check? Uh, I, like yes, idea. that was yeah. hmm. the idea. That sounds like a process. I think we want to remember that the idea for the local cultural council is to turn over, we have to have faith in the applicants. Yeah. Most of 99.9% .9 of the applicants we already know, have a relationship with, and if we don't, we reach out and ask the question. Mm -hmm. So I think we can trust our own process that we already have in place. And we don't need another barrier of paperwork uh, to, to, or at least $1,000 yeah. someday to implement. This isn't a $50,000 per, per gig. Mm -hmm. Talking about 500000 bucks. Joe? Um, I just want to add to what AJ was saying is in that um, the, grant, the grant summary that all grantees have to submit at the conclusion of their event would incorporate all the information about the venue and, and so forth that, that was missing from the application. Thank you. Okay. I will amend my motion to strike number two in its entirety. Okay, we have a motion from Liz to strike number two, keep number three and four. Anybody want to second the motion? Okay, so we have a first from Liz, a second from Shara. Anybody else speaking to the motion? All in favor? Motion carries. Thank you very much. Um, does everybody have, we're a time check, it's 5.30. We have a couple more things. We can strike the minutes um, to get us out of here on time. But the next one is the big one, mm -hmm. um, which is a change from the past, which I, we do need to discuss if everybody can hang on a few more minutes. So this is notes on funding. The Fitcher Cultural Council may initiate a funding limit on grants to fund as many viable projects as possible. Last year, the highest award was approximately 1700 if after granting monies to all viable projects, there are still remaining funds to be dispersed, the council will adjust a, a award, excuse me, additional funds to the priorities listed above. And then this is where we need to have a discussion. So I'll read it and then we can take a motion. Uh, new funding process. The Fitchburg Cultural Council will no longer be providing funding in full immediately upon grant acceptance. Grant recipients will need to submit the LCC program reimbursement form to receive funding. Grant recipients may request up to 50% of their award upon initial acceptance by submitting the same form and check off progress payment and filling out the nominal 50%, filing in, filling in the nominal 50%. When the grant program is complete, all grant recipients must fill out the reimbursement form and attach copies of, attached copies of published promotion efforts, press releases, newspaper articles, social media announcements, Facebook or Evite event links, invoices and receipts for the remaining for the remaining or the entire grant award funding sources i'm just going to keep reading 
As always, we encourage applicants to seek multiple sources of funding on your application. You must list other sources of financial assistance and grants that you have applied for and or received. If your project will not happen without funding from the Fisher Cultural Council, you must let us know. For links to other programs and grants offered by the Massachusetts Cultural Council, visit massachusettsculturalcouncil.org forward slash about forward slash programs dash A is in Apple dash Z is in Zebra. And then we have our grant trainings, which are to be determined. So uh, in the past, Joe can give us history. In the past, the Fitchburg Cultural Council has granted the funds at the outside of the project. Uh, just right? a point of order, if I could. Yep. I, I would recommend we make a motion on this and uh, proceed with the further discussion. Thank you. Thank All right, you. take a motion on this one. This is notes on funding. So that's in the entire funding limits, funding sources? Yes. Motion to accept. Motion to accept from Liz. Thank you, Joe, for sending me straight. I can't live without Joe. Making amendments, amendments will be easier. It will be, right? Mm -hmm. Second. Second from AJ. Okay, I was going to give the backstory. I'm always long-winded. I'm sorry, Joe. Can I speak to it? Yes. Did this come about through the Mass Cultural Council or no. through the, the problem of not getting um, reports and things? Yeah, this is us rethinking, trying to rethink. My, con my concern here is that this um, creates twice the work, basically, for our mayor's office who's processing all the payments for the person who's taking in the grant um, reimbursement forms, uh, which I think is Audrey right now. Um, it, it makes it a little bit harder to track the payments because you're not, we're not seeing the entire payment in total in the system at once. Um, so we have to do a little bit of matching up to make sure that the grant was fully expended. So um, I like the I like the reasoning behind it, trying to get the grant uh, paperwork report reports in, but I have a lot of concerns about um, making this change. Joe, um, I don't. I, I may or may not be speaking for the entire council, but I believe the item of concern for counselors right now is what's highlighted here on the new funding process. And Liz made made perfect points that it does double the work for not only the counselor who's going to be tracking all these grants, but also for the city at the treasurer's office who has to write the multiple checks. Um, I do want to point out that we accepted as a council in 2017 or 18 to go with the Mass Cultural Council's new direct payment program, which allows the cultural councils to present funds to the grantees upfront so that they can execute on their projects without having to be concerned about where they would get their money. And given the state of affairs in the city of Fitchburg, we have a number of applicants who put on great programs that are incapable of funding them on their own and then applying for reimbursement through us. Additionally, the matter of applicants not submitting their final reports does not pose a significant challenge to the Cultural Council. We have procedures in place for the Mass Cultural Council that if a grantee is not fulfilling their obligations, they will be required to return the funds to us. And those, the, that activity of collection is handled through the treasurer's office, the treasurer's office at the city. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't like the um, text in yellow myself, personally. I like the way the Shirley Cultural Council does it. Surely you don't get your funds until after you've done your event. 
Um, and I know, I know, I understand all three reasons. Uh, and surely there's zero paperwork until at the end, and then you get your check. Um, but I also understand that most of us who apply for funds need the funds to pull things off, so that's also fair. So I think um, I think we we could take an amendment at any time to rephrase this completely and do whatever the council wants to do. If Joe, it, if it's okay, I just wanted to. I, there was a there was a conclusion to my statement that I actually didn't make. Um, my recommendation right. on a, on a modification to the amendment, I mean to the uh, motion, would be to remove the highlighted item entirely. Um, the, we're already in the direct pro, the direct granting program, and if that is how the council would like it to stay. There's no need for any component of, of what's highlighted in yellow on our sheet to stay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? Shara? I just want to say I agree with that. I, I, find, I, I think that it is a lot more work to do it this way. And I, as, as a grant recipient, recipient, I have really appreciated having the money up front and being able to fund things that my other sources don't all come up front and so having a little bit of capital to be able to run an event um, is really crucial and um, yeah I, I don't like that at all I would I also would like to um, cancel that whole highlighted section okay so on the worksheet there is a um, bullet or bold area below funding that says funding distribution direct grant process so maybe I would make a suggestion that whoever amends this, because we would need Liz to amend, would, um, I think it would be wise to put in at least a sentence or even just that, that says direct grant process, just so it's clear. Um, anybody else speaking to the motion? I just had a question. So basically the, the only thing holding folks accountable for doing their program would be like, if they don't submit all their paperwork, then the treasury from the city would track them down and get the money back? That's the only form of accountability at this point? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's actually, technically Audrey at this point. It okay. was our grant, um, I'm gonna blank on her name, Eileen, who just left. She was the grant coordinator. We actually had that seat here. So she just left in June. So now Audrey's kind of picked up the torch and has been tracking. So it's basically following up with people to make sure they completed the project that they've su submit their final paperwork. That's the only accountability. I presume we're not going to fund a future application if they also have not returned their funds or put in their report. So there's a future, future rounds implication there. Okay. Anybody else speaking to the motion? And I'll ask Liz if she'd like to amend. Uh, I will amend my motion to eliminate in it. In, in its entirety, the uh, yellow highlighted section and replace it with um, funding distribution will be direct grant process, if that makes sense. Okay, so we have an amendment from Liz to remove the highlighted yellow section under new, under notes on funding, new funding process to be, uh, to say funding distribution will be the direct grant process. Anybody want to second the motion? I second it. And a second from Shara. Anybody speaking to this motion? 
What was it? Insert uh, a direct funding process. Insert funding distribution will be the direct grant process. All in favor? Motion carries. I think I saw AJ's hand. <laughs> okay, so that's our priorities for 2024. Thank you guys for all your hard work. Thank you, Audrey, even if you're listening, for compiling everything for us. Yes, thank you. And for presenting us with the priorities documents. Um, it's 640. Are we allowed to do the minutes from the last meeting to get them into City Hall, or would you guys like to wait? Everyone tired at this point? Ellen? All right, we will wait. Oh, I'm going to do it? We could do yeah, it. I, I mean, if everyone... I don't know who's got to leave, but... Okay, hold two seconds. Let's, yep, let's we'll let let's AJ catch up. On it. Motion to approve. Thank you. Second. <laughs> oh. We have a motion from Liz to approve the minutes from Tuesday, June 20th. And we have a second from Shara. Anybody speaking to the motion? No? All in favor? Okay, the minutes from Tuesday, June 20th can be filed. Thank you, AJ, for sending that. And at this point, anybody want to make a motion to adjourn? It is 5.50.43 p.m. Adrian, you haven't made a motion yet. <laughs> I did not. Motion to adjourn. <laughs> I'll Thank second you. it. Thank you, Ellen. Motion to adjourn. Easiest Shara. motion to make. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All in favor? Thank you guys very much.